I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, kiddos. I uh, hope you had a good holiday. And uh, we're coming up into the uh, into the new year here. So uh, for this week's Feel Good Friday, we're going to throw you a, a Feel Good Friday from uh, last year around this time. Um, so we hope you enjoy it. It was a fun little chat. And uh, we'll be back to like the regular, regular scheduled programming on January 1st on the new year. So happy new year, y'all, and enjoy. Uh, <laughs> happy holidays, folks. Hope you had a good uh, Christmas or whatever you're celebrating. Um, we, uh, Taylor's uh, very hungover. I'm not hungover. Dude, you look like shit. It's because I stayed up till 4 a.m. because I was slightly intoxicated, and I got home at 1 a.m., and it was one of the only nights since Zay has been born that she decided, I'm not going to sleep tonight, and she stayed up until 4 a.m. crying. And, and you were fathering and I was while, while intoxicated? Wow. That's irresponsible. Wait, you know what? Co-fathering. Uh, co-fathering. We, should, we should roll this back. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to put this out to the world yeah, uh, just, for people to hear this. Just do a clap. Right, so here we go. Come back right, in. We'll start over. All right. uh, FGF 145. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you had a good Christmas. Um, uh, let's get right into it. This is the last episode of the year 2023. And we're going into 2024. New year, new Brian. Brian. Yeah. Brian's, uh, Brian's, Brian's, Brian's doing a, a full 180 change up. You know what? I've, I've always, um, sort of thought that New Year's resolutions are dumb because, mm-hmm. you know, like statistically people by the like third week of January usually don't adhere to them. And, and it, it seems like a bit like performative to make a New Year's resolution, but I think I'm changing my mind on that because, December is a hard month. I, I actually it saw is. to to be serious for a second. Um I saw what? a a uh Instagram post about no this time of year no being way. really difficult for uh recovering alcoholics. Yeah. Because like it I mean, and it makes sense, right? There's so much booze everywhere. There's so much drink like look at Taylor. He I'm was drinking right now. He was All drinking right, last night. He was that. drinking today. I'll actually have Let's one crack. too. Let's get going. And uh and so, I mean, it's a, sensitive. it's a really, hard... no, but he's right though. Like if I was, a, if I, if I was trying to recover from, from alcoholism, alcoholism <laughs> which I am not, yeah. uh, but if it's I was not funny, but yeah, if As I, we can tell by the cackling sound of that crack. <laughs> we'll if, talk about if that I later. was, my family Christmas would be rough. It would be rough. There's so much. I mean, there's so much booze. Mm-hmm. There's so much, my, my family and Kira's family also, they, they love to drink. Like there's just. It's been nonstop boozing all you know, month. You know what's really interesting is it is I have a friend who's uh, I have a friend whose dad was an alcoholic, and mm-hmm. and I really thought that um, I really thought that like he would be 
I, 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 once he recovered, and he's been sober for many years now, I just thought, wow, that would be so challenging. And I'm sure that for a lot of people, it, it very much is. Oh, yeah. And, and he just seems to like totally crush it. Like he, he, was, he was the type of person, I mean, he's still, he's still with us. I'm talking about when he, when he was drinking. He was the type of person that felt like he could only be the version that peop- the version of him that people like if he was drinking. Like, yeah, yeah. And and so and he is like a very life of the party type character. And and then when he stopped drinking, he he was like very much so just the same person. Mm-hmm. Like he he just learned to be that that kind of boisterous, very social, very outgoing person without drinking. But I I would be curious to ask him like internally how he. Yeah, feels about the whole yeah. situation because there's because he he's he's one that's like it's fine to be drinking around me he it doesn't seem to bother him at all but I wonder what that is internally. I well when you said when you said that he's recovered and he's he's been doing really well I wonder internally like what like outwardly it might look that way but it you yeah. never know what somebody's going through. And I'm sure for side. some people it like they actually do thrive and they're like, no, you know, that was, that was a past part of me that I don't really think about anymore. Or don't, or, or nor do I want to go back there. Mm-hmm. But then for some folks, it's like, you know, each day is like, all right, I'm one, I'm one day further. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Let's just keep this fucking, let's keep this ride rolling. Yeah. You know? But I think like in order, so to come back to the new year's resolution, resolution thing, oh, yeah. um, for me to like set myself up for success, like, I, I mean, you guys know, I'm not a big drinker anyway. Like if we're going to, um, be here late at night um, watching fights or or something like that I'll probably have uh, quite a few beers with you guys but like socially and casually I I or casually I don't drink much at all um, except this time of year like it seems mm. like you go to family events you have even just one or two beers like I'm yeah. constantly having a beer or two it's currently uh, 12 o'clock um <laughs> Like midday and well, we're don't, don't, the world junior championships. Don't tell are, anybody. The world junior championships are in town here now. Right, well, I mean, we're going to the game. We're going to a hockey game after this. So there's, if I wanted to do New Year, New Me, starting in December, it would be really difficult. I mean, I'd have to be saying no to a lot of things. And so I think for me to set myself up for the best chance to be successful, um, I want to make. I don't want to call it a New Year's resolution because then I feel like it'll just. Failed, but I, I think that one of my goals. How about a New for, Year's challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty like day, three hundred and sixty five day challenge. <laughs> but uh, starting but, in the new year. But for me personally, to 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 get like a bit personal too, um, I've noticed that my sleeping habits haven't been great. Not even the amount of time that I sleep, but the hours that I sleep. Like I've been going to bed really late. Um, I haven't been eating. I haven't been eating enough. Like I I just neglect to eat meals a lot of the, a lot of the time um i i feel really like quote unquote busy all the time and i want to put like set aside some more time for myself in in general or december you're talking about no in general like the it, what december, i'm reflecting on 2022 and so i want to be more organized with my time i want to eat better i want to sleep more i i don't want to drink you want to um, you want to go for runs with me yeah i want to exercise a lot more so we'll go to the gym tomorrow um yeah, I feel I feel inspired and, and Maybe not tomorrow. you know, one of the things yeah, one of the things that's um like part of the ADHD superpower, I think, is your ability to hi- hyper fixate on something and go all in. Like, for example, when I was doing um CrossFit a couple of years ago, like I was hardcore. Yeah. Like I was eating, I was measuring my my It was food super annoying. And yeah. <laughs> the macro I mean, stuff was like, get the fuck out of here. But the crazy thing is that, is how that you guys feel about me and bike riding? 
No, no, because like we can go out and eat when yeah. we're on tour. <laughs> Do you remember like we'd be touring oh, yeah, with him? Right. He'd be like. Guys, I can't. I got to go like eat a bunch of flax seeds and there's no restaurants to do that. So like, can we just go have a meal at Bulk Barn? <laughs> <laughs> That's like Jesus pretty Christ, dude. I just want a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> but fuck. But the, um, the funny thing is for me is that it that wasn't an added stress for me and I was excited by it and it was easy to stay on that routine because I was so hyper fixated mm-hmm. on doing that and I probably felt the best I've ever yeah. felt in my life. Um, I just I, like one, I, I can't afford a CrossFit membership every month because they're, they're so expensive. Plus it's like really intense on your body mm-hmm. and I want to do more stuff like stretching and like, I want to uh, like, I'm, I'm almost in my mid thirties now and yeah. I want to better prepare my body to be an old mind. fuck. I got a low impact person. sport yeah. for you. Suggestion. What is it? Cycling. Okay. Yeah. Cycling right, would well, be great. Swimming. To get like to do, uh, like, I need, and, well, and just to focus on me a little bit longer. I mm-hmm. mean, Jesus Christ, Brian, I, you're really fucking steamrolling this, but keep going. We're I seven need, minutes um, in. I need, uh, I need to be goal oriented. Like I need, I need some sort of thing that I'm working towards. And, um, and like maybe that's doing a triathlon or, or there you something go. like that. Sweet. But, uh, anyway, Taylor, you what's your, what's your new year's challenge? Uh, new year's challenge. We were talking about this last night. Um, and I actually didn't get a turn to talk about mine because probably because um, Brian kept talking. No, I think it was because we took some uh, mushrooms and then the conversation just kind of went in another <laughs> direction. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, let's see. I shiitake mushrooms want and to, portobello. Just yeah. for yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes exactly. It was a mushroom. It was a fung- fungi extravaganza. <laughs> um, being, I, I don't want to say a better dad, but just like focusing on being the best dad that I can be in like Zay is changing all the time so like what that role requires is right. changing all the time so what if being, you're the most honest dad being malleable well she doesn't talk so <laughs> I'm pretty honest with her uh, I mean she really we we really lay it all out we really lay it all out there seeing as she doesn't understand the words so, so okay so so Bri you want to be more uh, goal oriented oh and I want to build um, I want to uh, get uh, uh, build my bone density Okay. With running. All right. Because so, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to break. <laughs> goal oriented for Brian. Mm-hmm. Less of a deadbeat dad and and more uh, dense bones for Taylor. Dense bone de- bone density is twenty 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 three is the year of bone density. And what about you, Jer? Uh, I I for me my challenge is uh, I want to have more sex. Um, according to a recent study, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> low sex drive has been linked to all causes of death among men in Japan. Okay, like so generally general death. Oh yeah, just all causes. Yeah, all cause mortality. All cause mortality. If you're if you have a low sex drive, ye, you're gonna die. Low sex drive or lack or Lo- le- less sexual success. Low sex drive. So so I'm I'm hoping that the more sex I have the in 2023, 2023 is gonna be sexy me. Um, that's gonna increase my sex drive, which will uh decrease my chances of dying. From all causes. Guys, can we get fucking Andrew Huberman on this show to talk about like testosterone and like hormone stuff? He is maybe someday so incredible yeah. to talk about like everything that has to do. I mean, we were watching that uh, that uh, video with him talking about testosterone. Um, if you don't talking about like if you like, don't ejaculation and yeah. sex and, yeah. you know, like how testosterone and various hormone yeah. levels like increase and decrease with like with your sexual activity and what, like what <laughs> role that plays in being able to focus yeah. and being able to exercise and work and everything. It was really interesting. So scientists have found a bold link between a lack of sex drive and an increase in the risk of death from all causes among men living in Japan. 
Um, there's a lot, a lot to unpack from the study uh, and some limitations to consider. No, nevertheless, uh, it hints that there are, may be an interesting association between libido and longevity, uh, a relationship that has not been identified before. In the new study, researchers at Yamagata University looked at data on 20,969 people. Whoa. That's 8,558 males and 12,411 females aged over 40 who took part in an annual health checkup uh, in the Yamagata Prefecture, a region of Japan known for its snowy mountains and hot springs. Mm, I just have a beautiful. question for you. Would that mean that if your goal is to not be part of this statistic, would you have to move to Japan considering the study was done there? And like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they're, pro- they're probably guessing that there's some crossover between or in, this in, is in, or it could, it could be strictly national or cultural. It could be just could a be, cultural yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, but I do want I do want to go to Japan. We should move. So we should I might want to I want I might want to be horny before I go in case I get there and I'm not very horny and I die from either cancer, cardiovascular disease, or other health conditions, which has been listed in this article. Should we relocate the sick boy HQ for like six months of 2023 to Japan? Dude. Yeah. Like a really expensive city. Yeah. Yeah. We're we like, should. Yeah. I mean, it's nowhere expensive than Halifax. It's getting crazy here. You know? It is crazy here. Uh, in some, they found that all causes of death were significantly higher among men who lacked sexual interest. This remained true even after they accounted for age, diabetes, hypertension, dyslipidema, smoking, alcohol intake, BMI, education, marital status, frequency of laughter, and psychological distress. Uh, although the women in the study were more than twice as likely to report a low sex drive than the men, the researchers didn't find any link between their low libido and mortality. Quote, although sexual activity and sexual satisfaction are considered a benefit to psychological health and well-being in older groups, the association between sexual interest and longevity has not been investigated. This study is the first to prospectively examine associations between sexual interest and all-cause mortality and cardiovascular and cancer mortality in community-based populations. The study author writes. I wonder though um, if, because one of the things that leads to low libido in men is like a lack of sleep, um, a lack of eating well, a lack of exercise. And so is the correlation between low libido and death or is it, yeah, is it all of those things that you're not doing that are, that are um, unhealthy things to be doing in the first place that are Mm. driving your libido down or lowering your libido? And therefore lowering yeah. or causing increasing your likelihood to die. They say, first of all, the researchers note that male lack of interest may be related to, with unhealthy lifestyles. It's possible that men with and low sex Dr. drive Brian. were feeling uninspired about affairs or of the bedroom because they were also experiencing problems with their immune system, inflammation, and their neuroendocrine system, uh, which also made them more vulnerable to disease. Uh, it's known that mental health conditions like depression can also impact people's libido and are associated with mortality, which makes sense. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm like feeling like if my guts are nuts and I'm feeling like gassy and bloated and like, and like farty and like poopy, which is like not uncommon for me because my guts are all fucked up because I don't have a fucking large intestine anymore. <laughs> when I'm feeling that, I can get up the tiny violin. I just don't want to do, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have, I definitely don't want to have sex. Yeah. Um, I, I, nor do I want to like go to the gym, nor do I want to do my work. Like, I just want to like fucking play God of War. Yeah. And then I beat it. So it's like, fuck. 
What do I do? Um, now what do I do? Contrasting my two experiences that I was talking about earlier, like the time when I was like really hardcore, like about my health, and then this past year, I would were you say, just walking around with a raging heart on the whole time? I would say there was a so like a, a pretty um, stark difference in my sex drive, though. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't think last year was was um, super unhealthy for yeah. me, and I and I certainly don't think that I had like an un uh, a really low um, sex drive, but I would definitely say there was a difference between the two periods Pe- of time. People that I mean, typically they say that p- like people who have really low libidos, one of the like sort of. I mean, I feel like it's a catch-all thing. It's like if you're if you're feeling depressed, like one thing that people say is like, hey, like physical activity may help that. Mm-hmm. Same with mm-hmm. low libido. They're like, get out, get out for a run, go mm-hmm. for a run, get your fucking juices going, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden your juices want to go. Yeah, like more juices my, that you want to be going. You know I mean, I mean if, I'm talking about come <clears throat> from like an anecdotal perspective. Like, um, I I I can't really, I can't really pinpoint like any drastic changes that's ever happened in my in my in my libido or sex drive, but like, I went from like twenty from like age twenty to twenty seven. I really didn't do any exercise at all. I did a lot of yoga, but like in terms of like really getting your heart rate up and like vigorously, ex- vigorously exercising, really didn't do anything ever um, for about seven years. And then 27, 27 to now, like even an off month for me is, is like quite a, still like a high level of exercise or a high like quantity of exercise. And I feel like sex drive has just been like nothing but consistent for like as long as I can mm. remember, which has now been five years of like. I, of I like, mean, hey, you guys had a baby. You know what I mean? We didn't even have to have sex to do that. <laughs> I mean, we had sex a thousand times <laughs> to do it, but it didn't work any of them. Ew. And then we had to do it in a dish. We had um, to have a dish, babe. Finally, it's also worth uh, considering how this study only involved pro- approximately 200 LGBTQ plus people, which the researchers concede is not enough people to build any stronger conclusions from. Um, Bearing all this in mind, the study still raises some interesting trends. The researchers write in their conclusion that perhaps health authorities explore the possibility of launching initiatives to advocate sexuality as a means to improve public health, uh, just as other countries have. The Canadian government, through public health promotion materials, has begun to endorse sexual activity as one element of aging well agenda. In Japan, there is more prejudice about sex among the elderly than in the Western world. And uh, they say, we hope our findings will help promote public health through advocating sexuality in Japan. Man, there must be like when you when you get old and like I imagine there's a point in a, uh, like elderly couples relationship where they just stop having sex. Like wh- whether it's even like a, a mobility yeah. thing or or whatever, like a lack of communication or lack of interest. That must be like a. Must make you feel extra old at that. Yeah. That did you watch? Happens. Did you watch X, the 2022 no. horror movie that was the movie that uh, um, came before Pearl, which was the no prequel? Well, there's a lot of uh, this. Actually, has a lot to do with that movie. You know, that, I was, that old lady wasn't getting her, wasn't getting her comings from her from her old man <laughs> and then she became her comeuppance uh, from her old man and and she fucking murdered everybody um <laughs> that was why i was thinking <laughs> I about mean, this no but yes <clears throat> i was thinking about this in relationship uh in a in a different way over the holidays um uh maddie's grandmother recently uh had her license taken away from her she's like 90 years old 
And uh, the same week or the week before, my grandfather, who is also um, in his 90s, had his license taken away. And I was thinking about how that would affect, um, how that might affect them mentally. And like you think of like the day that they're driving, they're, and then the day that their license is removed, the next day or whatever, they haven't aged much in that 24 hour period. Yeah. But mentally, knowing that, like, think about it now, like in your, in your 30s, if you're thinking about the day that your license is taken away because you're too old, that is then like psychologically sending you a message that you're fucking, you're old now. Yeah. And it must be. <clears throat> It's kind of like when you have you guys heard about like when people retire and they stop yeah. going to work and then they end up like aging really quickly if they don't find a new hobby or activity yeah, yeah, to do. Yeah. I imagine that it's that it's similar to that. Um, it, I know that if my license was taken away because I was too old to drive, <laughs> I'd be like, all right. You then know, I'd like start. Cy- then I'd start picking up cycling. You know, I'll join you then. What's <laughs> interesting is that uh, on that <clears throat> note is <clears throat> uh, Kyla's grandfather, who's ninety eight. He he had his license, uh, like he couldn't renew his license, probably in like his early nineties, like ninety two or I don't know, something something like that, and and they really thought that that was like Ugh, that's might do it, mm-hmm. you know, like that could be the thing that you know he's so independent. He actually still lives on his own. Um, I was gonna say he's been independent. Though. Yes, I mean he relies on a lot of family support, but like he lives in his own house and. Um, takes care of himself to a certain degree um, and he just but he just like he just adapted like crazy mm. uh, it was actually really surprising and he just was like oh okay well how does he get around uh, family now okay. I mean like he's got he's got family that live like across the street from him mm. so they're generally there. piggybacks stuff like <laughs> yeah, that piggybacks. I remember he's I was a large at, man he's six six um, three my my great aunt who's uh, who's passed away I was at a, a funeral with her um, like years and years ago and she was like in her mid nineties at the time and she was still driving. And I, I asked like when I was talking to her at the funeral, I was like, how did you get here? And she was like, I drove. I drove. And I was like, you're still what? driving. <laughs> and she's like, yes, but I only take the back roads. And I was like, that's insane. <laughs> you're yeah. going to cause a car accident. Probably it's funny because like, yeah. like when I see, when I think about, I feel very, I feel very lucky for having been exposed to, exposed to like yoga practice and like meditation practice and stuff at like a very young age. Um, because it's, it's sort of, it, it, it really like became ingrained in me, like the importance of like taking care of your body, not just just like, not just like exercise, but, but like taking care of your muscles and your joints and your spine in like a, in like a, a, like a very caring way and not just like a pounding exercise sort of way. And, and I think about like what I, I think often about what, what will, what will that version of me look like when I'm 80 or 90 years old? Because, you know, lifespan is just going to continue to grow. Yeah. And by the time we are that age, 80 will be the new 40. How, how old are we going to be? How old are we really going to be when we're 80? You know, are we going to be the same 80 as the 80 now? Or is it going to be like more like being 60, which like 60 now, like I look at my parents who are like in their early sixties and like, they seem to me, they don't seem old at all to me. Yeah. 
it's crazy. You're real. <laughs> Don't get me started on Silver Fox Maxine. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, for most people, like may, maybe for, for females, it's like humping a pillow, right? And so like maybe that kind of like sticks and when you're by yourself, you're like, oh, put the pillow between my legs and do that. Or, you know, for a guy, it's, you know, fucking a watermelon or something. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, a microwave watermelon. Yeah, I mean, and we so all know, yeah. It's sort of like stick with that, you know, like six around. But like for someone, it's like, ah, this candy cane, like maybe if I put that. How in long my- do you microwave it for? <laughs> Ten seconds. Do you, Ten seconds. Do you think it's so full of water you don't so need? You don't need water. Do you think? Do you think that part of it too is maybe like an embarrassment of going to a sex shop to buy uh, toys or something? Yeah, like maybe that too. And, and yeah, like yeah. probably a smaller percentage of people, but like they're just like, <laughs> hey, conveniently this thing is here, yeah. and I will use this. And it looks like it could maybe possibly go up. Maybe I mean, that's a stretch with the candy cane, but. I mean, it's, yeah. fa- it's semi-phallic. Semi- I, mean, I could see how some of those yeah. ornaments, you know, like the long sort of... Butt plug-shaped ones? Gradient shape. Yeah. yeah, they basically yeah. look like little icicle butt plugs. Um, so I see that. there was... Uh, uh, this phenomenon was, was more common than one might think. Uh, with one study in 2013 mentioning people inserting glass baubles and even turkey basers in themselves. Meanwhile, a social media post in a paramedic Facebook group described instances of holiday hornballs Imp- improvising with candy cane and tree decorations, ugh, along with photos showing the X-ray, graphic X-ray from each. Um, according to the data from the UK National Electronic Injury Surveillance System, uh, there were three, 13,213 cases in which people aged 25 to 64 inserted decorating items in their bodies in 2021 alone. Did you hear that? I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> That's a lot of people. 13,213 cases of people that are ages of and adults. those are only the ones that went adults wrong. Adults yeah, right. decorating <laughs> items in their bodies in 2021. And you got to imagine that what? The the case of something going wrong is like 10% I mean, on the, the high time. side, 20%. Yeah, it's not, like it's not just Yuletide baubles that have been found in particular orifices. Last 150,000 people conservatively. Uh, <laughs> last fall, one Randy fella got six kidney beans lodged in his urethra during a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification. Known in the medical community as sounding... Um, meanwhile, in September, a uh, 27-year-old man in India had to be hospitalized after allegedly shoving a deodorant canister up his butt where it main, remained for three weeks before doctors removed it. So, Wow. Yeah. Um, that is wild. Though the, I was, <laughs> yes, it is. I was, surprised, <laughs> I was surprised to hear the turkey baster included um, as Very something phallic. that went wrong because oh. I would assume that that might, of all things, it's the right holiday-themed, it might actually work. And it's designed... Just sort of go in something. It is. Maybe it's because they were inserting high sodium gravy once it was in. <laughs> oh, that's got to be bad for the insides. I mean, yeah. Um, I, let's uh, let's really kind of rise everything up. Let's uh, use a little bit of mouthwash here um, and get that awful stuff out of our minds by talking about something that's really fucking sweet. Um, there's a Dutch supermarket that has implemented these slow chat lines in their supermarket. Uh, So Jumbo, uh, Netherlands-based supermarket chain with over 700 stores. They sponsor my favorite team. Oh, really? Jumbo does? Jumbo. 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 Jumbo Visma. Jumbo. A uh, Netherlands-based supermarket chain with over 700 stores introduced a Kletzkasa in 200 of its locations, which translates to chat checkout, a special lane for customers who are not in a rush and could use a little talk with the cashier. Uh, Yombo started this effort in 2021 and has reportedly helped thousands. Kletskasa was created to combat loneliness in the elderly 
but is open to all ages who can benefit from it. The Chat Checkouts are a part of the One Against Loneliness program, an initiative to connect companies, organizations, and citizens to help their elderly population. How cute is that? Come up. Come on up here. You got to yeah, commit. Um, isn't that sweet? I was thinking about this. Like, would you, like, if we had, if Superstore or Sobeys or someone, like, started that, would you guys, how do you guys feel about chatting with your cashiers? I mean, personally, uh, uh, well, I don't go to the grocery store. I pick up my groceries. So. All right. Brian? I feel, <laughs> I think it would depend. I, I never touch this. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm 50, 50 on it. Like it, it really depends on the, the mood or mindset that, that I'm in. If it's like a slow, relaxed day and I don't have somewhere to, to go or I'm not like rushing off to another place, yeah. then definitely I'd love it. Um, also, I mean, my, I'm not sure what your guys' criteria are for, for choosing a checkout line, but typically I choose the line with nobody in it. Right. So if all of the other lines are full and they're like the express lanes and the chat lane is free and I, uh, it's, it's open and all I have to do is have a conversation with the person. I'd much prefer to go and chat with the person and not wait in the, the line. But do if you think there's like a lineup, that, do you think they kick you out of that line when you get there and you're like, I'm in a rush. You just, just can you, and they go, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have no, five minutes. This minimum. is uh, <laughs> we have to talk. Like, do they have a, you know, the signs where it's like, like, like express lane one to 12 items max mm -hmm. the, with the chat lines. It's like five, chat line, five, five minutes minimum. Min. You know, it'd be annoying because like, you know, I mean, you guys know this, there's, there's like obviously a spectrum of like, quality of the conversationalist that you you speak to and having a conversation so like they only hire high quality conversations like do they do they evaluate their cashiers Dude, on their would, ability we would ability? get picked up this would be an easy job for us to get Dude, we could rock yeah. that you know be really interesting would be to have one of the cashiers on the podcast brian just sits there it. and tells them about his therapy session <laughs> that day for like 25 minutes and then ask them for their opinion and at, no and then therapy. ask and then ask them for the money and he's like because i'm done now i just I, that was my conversation <laughs> Guys, with you i know it might seem like i talk a lot about my therapy <laughs> on the show that's because that's the nature of this conversation you know i would like to think that i'm a much better listener when i'm having a conversation outside of uh this podcast that's unfortunately one of your uh adhd not so superpowers uh is you just listen like a piece of shit <laughs> just waiting for my turn to talk speaking of listening and speaking of conversation turn yet? um i had a really lovely conversation at a tibbs eve party this year with a neurosurgeon a what tibbs eve What's Tibbs Eve? You should know this, but you're with your mother being from Newfoundland. A Tibbs Eve is a traditional Newfoundland celebration that takes place on the eve of Christmas Eve on the 23rd. And uh, sounds like an excuse to drink. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, is that is. is that the Tibbs what, Eve. is that what mummers are all about? Mummers would come around on Tibbs Eve. Yeah, they would bust in your house. Uh, you what? wouldn't know who they are. They drink all your liquor, eat all your food, and then go on to the next house. What's and a make mummer? A bunch of racket. You, I don't know if you can. You can. I. I. That just, is it. I just. I know. Yeah. But what is a mummer? I, I, I can't. Really Mummering exactly was it is an old Newfoundland. So it was actually a mummer party that we went to the Tibbs Eve. So I dressed up as a mummer. Um, mummers, you, wear a, you wear a white sheet on your head, do you not? Uh, kind of like a goat, like a head ghost. Yeah. So like non non -clan, non -clan different type of white sheet for sure. <laughs> not, yeah, it's, it's not it's, clan. It's, it's a pillowcase uh, with holes cut out. It does look a little problematic, but. It's very separate from like the scene in Django. Wait, yeah. wait, um, is this like Halloween mixed with Christmas Eve? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, sort of. So mummers, <laughs> mummers would, um, in like small town Newfoundland, you'd be having a Tibbs Eve party and mummers 
would be people in the community that go around in like groups of, you know, two, three, four, five, six, kind of like carolers. But instead of coming to your door, knocking on it and you open the door and they sing a song, they barge in through your back door without announcing. And you are trying to figure out who they are. If you guess who they are, they got to take the mask off. But if you can't guess who they are, you don't know who they are. And they eat your food and they drink your drink. And then and they make a bunch of noise. Maybe they're playing a song or something or hitting the spoons or just fucking making a racket with like a noise maker they made. And then they go off after they ate your shit and drank your shit. They go off to the next house and do the same thing. And they are dressed in silly. It's just dressed silly. So like big sheets over them and like oversized overalls and sometimes like like old hag masks um, or pillowcases and like funny lipstick the boys dress as women the women dress as boys like it's a i whole... can't i i one i can't believe i haven't really heard of this before the second it's, thing it's, is that dude, i you would it's know really I locked we, in my in my parents house mm. there's a there's a uh a lock a, on the a back painting door. of a bunch of mummers walking up to a house yes classic newfoundland painting classic new yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. wait wait but yeah, i'm, I'll really, show you a photo. I'll show I'm you really curious about the first time that this happened like the first time a group of people were like, hey, there's a group of mummers right we, there. <laughs> whoa, dude, it kind of looks like uh, the guy from Strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, whoa, dude. Yeah, that does. was mummers gone wrong. Gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that also, by the way, scariest movie I've ever great, seen in my entire great life. Film. Yeah, great. Um, great. But uh, but I'm curious about the first time that this happened when. Here's also, here's when, another mummer. This is, a, this is a good one. I went out Whoa. with I went out with a hag mask. Okay. Yeah. Did but you not see it in my stories? I did. I, I had did, the Leafs jersey I, on, my big gut, and I was. I did see that, but I, I I didn't see that. You didn't see I, that. It was yeah. good. Good. I good wasn't shit. sure what it was all about, but um. But so also, you were just like, ah, Jeremy on a <clears> how comfortable? Wait, 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 How wait, comfortable wait. did you feel putting a white sheet on your head? No, I didn't. I wore I wore an old I wore an old hag mask like this. Oh, okay. I was. I did see. I was not going to take any part in wearing that. So what? So. So what was it like when the first group of people were like, "Hey, we're going. This is a, this is going to be a thing. We're going to put masks on. We're going to go in the back door of these people's house. We're going to make a bunch of noise. If they can't guess who we are, we're going to eat all their shit." Yeah. Dude, it would never fly today. I mean, it probably still flies in small town Newfoundland today. Yeah. But like, if just a bunch of mummers showed up to my house today in the city? in Halifax no, no, in the no, no. city no, no, and no, no. broke into my house no, and started no, no, drinking no. my booze, no, 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 I would beat the fuck out of the Dude, way with yeah, a baseball yeah, yeah. bat because I wouldn't understand that this is just a friendly tradition. Wait, don't yeah. you get a bunch of mummers? at your place all like every week <clears throat> what no what no, they're coming in and taking packages and stuff oh. yeah they come in to steal your packages are you, you talking about the porch it, pirates that, if you don't that guess I, who they are they'd steal your amazon packages <laughs> i did catch someone stealing packages out of my out of my condo the other day i gave him a good fright it she, probably does it, it's so wild how like traditions that were strong like decades ago in small town newfoundland it's like no time has passed oh no yeah it still goes like, it's very yeah. very yeah, it's it, it. The world has stood still. Now, here's a tradition that I would love to see change in some ways, because um, how we got on this conversation was a conversation that I had at the mummers party with a neurosurgeon, a new neurosurgeon, young buck named. Um, uh, well, I won't say his name just in case he doesn't want his name. Put sure. it here. But uh, wonderful guy, um, neurosurgeon here in Halifax. Um, and we were having a conversation about the amount of waste that goes into um, just everyday hospital uh, business. Oh my god! So yeah. the the amount of waste specifically that goes behind a surgery, but and a lot of but a lot of unfortunately necessary waste. Right? Wait, because what type of right? Waste? So so that's what I said. I said, because well, yeah. I mean, you kind of stuff. have to. And he goes, yes, there are things that like you you obviously can't 
um, <clears throat> that you can't. I mean, we could like start recycling with syringes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, there's <laughs> that stuff. But he was like, but there are there are countries that actually have implemented these these systems within their hospital systems um, that, for example, like for certain um, certain like scrubs or certain sheets and stuff that have that go through this like really intense laundering system and it all comes back into the hospital. So instead of like just fucking throwing out everything that you've that you've used or or that you've worn, they kind of recycle it. And in order to get that implemented into a hospital today, like here in Nova Scotia, it the the amount of money that it costs is actually like absurd to implement the system. Yes. Now we had an opportunity to implement it way back in the day. They chose not to. And now we're seeing the ramifications of this. But there's been this announcement uh, recently about a really large sum of money that's going into uh, the VG hospital here in Halifax to like basically overhaul the whole system. And, and there's the federal one federal government just like, I mean, uh, uh, does that, do you know if that specifically has anything to do with like the, the like the healthcare conversation that's been happening over the past? I think it must. Months? Yeah. There, there's, it's something, it's something in the realm of like two or $3 billion that they're going to put into but uh, there's a surgeon at the at Nova Scotia Health Authority who's really aiming and banking on changing the way that hospitals um, approach waste. Wait, so so I need some more context so that I care more about the waste because, like, from what I've heard so far, is things like syringes and you know stuff that typically, like, you understand that that's going to be a, a waste product um, through the processes that they're doing. What like what is some of the waste that they could other than like bed sheets and gowns or whatever that they could reuse? Well, or I'm not entirely sure, but but and I'm going to try to get this doctor on to actually talk about that specifically. But through this conversation, um, my friend who's the neurosurgeon told me about this artist, and she was this woman um, named Maria Kojic, um, and she had uh, she had breast cancer and had a breast ca- and had surgery. Uh, to remove her tumor and to um, to have like reconstructive breast surgery, and she was an artist that asked to have all of the all of the materials that were used for her surgery to be saved, so that she could use them for an art project to show oh, how cool. much waste goes into one single patient for one single um, operation. Oh, wow! And here is a clip, um, folks. If you if you aren't watching on YouTube, I highly suggest you come check this out or. Uh, go look up Maria Kojic um, laying among the waste from her operation. This is a photo or a little video of it right here. Whoa. So all this stuff you see is is actually from her surgery. Whoa. Look at the amount of gloves. Wow. 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 Is that not astounding? Wow. That is Cool. She said, in 2019, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and had to undergo a full mastectomy for this. At the end of 2020, I received a new breast made of body material. The oh, operation st- took 10 hours out. and uh, I'm overjoyed. She said, during the process of my illness, um, in the run up to its op- this operation, I discovered that 60% of all sur- sur- surgical equipment is disposable. For example... Stainless steel scissors are flown in from Japan, and after a single cut, they end up in the trash can. Whoa. Um, to get an idea of the total amount of waste produced by my operation, I asked the medical team to collect all the waste from my operation, and you can see the result here. I'm more than happy to have had the chance to heal, but I am also shocked by six garbage bags full of waste for one operation, my operation. As an artist, I've been putting waste at the center of my work for years. It begs the question for me. People want to get better, but at what cost? 
that is um that is like really amazing crazy yeah like, like it i mean like the, amazing in the truest sense yeah the yeah. you know what's funny is and the reason why i asked for like context of that is because um like what type of waste was there from a from yeah. an operation like that is because in my head and even when you started to talk about the art project i was like oh it'll be a canvas with you know a few tools and no, stuff no. attached to it in that video that we just watched she's laying on the floor and in a circle around her are layers it was and like layers a big art of, attack it, you know like it was like neil buchanan going i'm gonna make was, a big and, art and, attack. and that's just and that's just the direct that's yeah. probably just was, the direct waste there's t probably yeah. there's so much more indirect waste like when i think about when I, I was in the hospital for a week after my accident you know like all the shit that goes along with being you know having like a bunch of lacerations and yeah. cuts all over your body and cleaning cleaning supplies that they come in and they you know they're dressing your wound like like the waste was probably like if you're in, if you're somebody who's in the like ICU or something like after a serious like a gunshot wound or something like really really serious i mean it's probably there's probably there's probably 10 times that waste not when, to when you're there for an extended period of time not to mention um the fact that they they mentioned like a pair of scissors traveling from japan to you know single use yeah here for a single use the emissions of the the transportation of that and Oh yeah, and when you the, fall, when you like, when you chase it down to its to the source, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, a single a single cut. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just got to be like, can't you wash I mean, that? Of course <laughs> you can wash it. Of course, you I mean, can. think about there's the, got. I mean, like you, the, you can absolutely put that in some sort of like sterilization machine. For sure. Think about like, yeah. think about the dentist. Yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. about this when the last time I was at the dentist is the fact that they're reusing those. Never tools been. All What's the time. that like? <laughs> you should go. But dude, here's a, here's the here's Hey yo, best gift I got for Christmas? Tooth uh, an electric toothbrush with a water pick built in. Um, here's the here, going to go to the here's dentist? the issue. Here's no, the thing that with I got the toothbrush with the water pick built in. I don't have to now. Guys, here's the thing with dentists. <laughs> dentists I'm wiping my ass in my mouth. Dentists are largely private. Or almost exclusively private. Yeah. And so, like, they can't be fucking around with throwing out a pair, of, like, a tool every time they use it. Yeah. Because they're a private business. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm, this isn't like a healthcare should be private conversation or, or, well, or we know where you like stand that. on that. But, but, but like, <laughs> but like, it's Woof. an, it's an aspect, you know? it's an aspect to a private yeah. business where waste is minimized at every turn because it saves money. Yeah, and that is something that, unfortunately, the public, any public system, not just medical, but any public system, is not going to be as concerned about because public money is like, it's much more ethereal. Yeah, like you know, it comes from the taxpayers, and there's millions of those, and you know, yeah. it's just it's just a different thought process around money. Yeah, so uh, pretty interesting topic and uh, one that I'm hoping we can kind of dive into in a Wednesday routine checkup episode in the new year. Um, but uh, folks, with that, this is it. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for being a part of this family, of this community that we've been building over the last seven years. Um, we had a really awesome 2022 and we are looking forward to uh, 2023 with all of you. New and year, new sick. New boy. year, new, new Brian. Um, and if us. you want to be a part of the community, um, come on over to our Discord. Uh, lots of fun happening over there. We've got tons of really interesting people talking about their lives and engaging in really fun and funny conversations. Um, 
You can uh, find the link to the Discord channel in the show notes of this episode. And um, while you're at it, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and or leave a rating on Spotify on the mobile app. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to see it. And really, like really, truly, just do that. It would be, be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh and that's that's it for for this week. So and uh, yeah, this is a wrap up show for 2022. So let us know what is your what's your favorite episode from 2022. What are your, some of your favorite moments? Um, what are your some of your favorite gaffes? You know I, that us silly folks have I, said. I thought that word was cool, and, and then you used it, and now gaffes sounded. This guy's uh, all facts, no printer, eh? <laughs> Tbh, shit, dude. <laughs> That's bussin'. Um, no well, uh, straight no cap, uh, bussin' for real from uh, Sick Boy HQ over here. Send your feedback to letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show in 2023, go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact and fill out the form. And you know what? Um, <laughs> no cap. If, uh, if the truth is, is that um, the one thing that can help make your new year's resolution successful is by telling somebody else and having them hold you accountable to it. So I hope that I achieve that today. If you want to achieve that, you can send me personally your new year's resolutions at 902-579-5131. And then, uh, and then follow up, text uh, that number, text it, follow up with me after six months and let me know how your progress went. Um, thanks as always to the folks who make the show happen. A huge thank you to, Jeff Lonis and to Rich O'Coin, we love you both. And uh, that's all I got. That's it for this week uh, and this year. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.